Good morning, good morning, you lovely, beautiful, and handsome charmers. I hope everyone is doing amazing. Welcome back to, this is actually the beginning of season two of the Charming Libra. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited to bring, you know, like, some more astrology stuff that we can learn together with. Um, if you're new here, hi, welcome to the Charming Libra. You are loved and you are welcomed here. Um, I really appreciate you guys who tune into the show. And I'm just excited just to, you know, like be doing this, you know, with everyone who is listening. And astrology is one of my passions that I love to. I've been studying since I was, you know, a kid, like 12. And all the way until now, but I wasn't really in depth with like the whole, you know, rising and moon, Venus and all that stuff when I was little. It's mainly nothing but sun signs. Didn't know anything about, you know, like aspects and houses and all that stuff because I, you know, I just didn't understand it. And I, um, like several years ago, I started to get into it more deeper. And now I'm, I'm also in a course to be able to read uh, needle charts, which I'm so excited, you guys. I'm so excited. I'm learning so much. And it's just, it's just things that like, I never really realized how important some aspects, modalities and dignities and all that stuff is. But yeah, we are officially out of the sun sign, um, cancer, or yeah, cancer season was the last for the sun sign stuff. Um, and so I, you know, started all of that stuff with Leo season last year. So now we are, it's almost like the Leo season for the show is like an Aries, you know, like, like Aries is the beginning of the Zodiac will, but we start everything fresh with Leo season and we are officially going to start talking about the rising signs now, also known as the ascendant. Um, I'm really excited about this because I feel like, um, you know, like usual, the sun sign is always the main focus of everything. And really, the sun sign is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I have an amazing book um, that is going to actually um, tell the secrets of the sun sign, but it doesn't, you know, like, um, like, you know, for example, so we're in Leo season And so it is going to, um, it is going to read, like, let's say if you're a Leo sun, uh, Pisces rising, it's going to do that for all of it. It's just going to be straight Leo sun. And it's going to read, it's going to read off how everything is with different risings. So that's going to be amazing for, you know, all of us. And of course we do it per season. So that's going to be nice for you, Leo, so that you can kind of understand how your ascendant is also working with your sun sign. And um, I wanted to kind of start the introduction of the ascendant sign first before I jump into this book. Um, Because, um, you know, I just want you guys to be able to understand, you know, like everything from it. So I'm probably going to read um, The Personality Power, uh, which is the realizing part one of this book, um, so that we can kind of understand it. And um, I think that's about it. And then we can jump into, uh, you know, like recognizing and everything and 
getting into the actual goodies. So, um, yeah, we will go with that. And so, um, I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Um, it was nice and hot. Um, I, you know, I told you guys that my friend, she is a wonderful Leo and, uh, she had a birthday party on Friday, which we went to me and my husband and a bunch of our friends, of course. And, um, it was a 90s slash 2000s party, which was tons of fun. We had like, uh, they had like crazy, like very retro 90s, um, like picture backgrounds and stuff. And I went for more of a baby spice look. So I had kind of like the little pigtails, not my hair hole and pigtails. It's like the half up, half down where you have like the pigtails at the side, but your hair is still kind of down with butterfly clips uh cropped um like little like um flowery um shirt and like you know the baggy 90s pants I had on a I think it's called a barbed wire choker with crosses on it and of course I wore my little um morganite crystal um layered thing so it was really it was really cute and very fun and we played a bunch of 90s music and we did the karaoke of 90s music and you know, little dances and stuff like that. So it was really fun. It's a lot of fun. And on Saturday, we went to a car show with a bunch of friends. You know, my husband is a huge uh, classic slash muscle car man. He likes to, um, you know, rebuild them from the ground up and then, you know, like drive them. And if people want to buy them, which they have, they'll buy them. Um, and then he'll just go get another one he likes and do the same thing. And then, yeah, the man knows how to make money. <laughs> he has a um, earth trine, so it does not surprise me. Um, but yeah, so it was a really great weekend, but definitely um, used yesterday um, because we were so exhausted. Like when we came home from the car show, um, we literally slept for hours and didn't get up till like nine o'clock, nine or 10 o'clock on Sunday, which we use that day to kind of relax and chill out and that's usually like when I do laundry as well too. And, um, yeah, um, you know me, I have to like recharge when I'm around so many people. I love being around people, but then I also get so tired because of the end, the cost of energy is especially depending on the energy, which is always positive energy. Most of the time when I'm with my friends, that's why they're my friends. Cause I make sure I hang around people that, you know, vibe, I vibe well with and get along with, and, you know, we can all talk and, you know, just be there for each other. Um, but I still get really tired because, you know, they make me so happy and I get really excited and love and everything. And then I'm like, whoa, and then I get so crazy that I'm like, okay, I need to just have me time. (laughs) But, um, yes, the crystal shop. Oh my God, you guys, I finally got, it's going to be a small, um, a small shipment at first because I want to see how it does. Um, I got all this stuff now. I just need to take pictures. Of course, they're all going to be bundles. And trust me, you guys, you're not going to be blowing out of your pocket. I decided to do bundles um, in little small, um, in small crystals so that like if you want to carry it, because I don't know about you guys, but like I like to carry my crystals with me and not only just like necklaces, like if I don't feel like wearing a necklace or a bracelet or so, or I'm looking for, you know, like a certain type of intention out of it. Um, 
to, to me, and this is just my personal preference, it looks weird if you're having to wear like six or eight crystals. You know what I mean? It's just, it, to me, it's too much like on a necklace. Um, I've seen that happen. I'm surprised that the person's neck didn't fall off. I was like, wow, they have literally a pile of crystal necklaces that like literally almost covered their whole neck. And I was like, wow, you know, the most I'll wear usually is like either two um, two pendants at the same time, especially if they're complementary uh, to the stones that I'm wearing, or either one pendant and a bracelet, um, or two bracelets. That's the most that I, I, I will usually do. I think the most I've worn is three, especially if they were complementary. Like I wore a, um, when I'm manifesting money, I wear citrine, um, green aventurine, and pyrite. Um, if I don't use the pyrite, then I'll just use green aventurine and century. And um, I decided that, you know, like, why not? You know, I went to the crystal store and actually made, I mentioned this to you guys, a little bundle for myself uh, to attract um, money, a grounding and uh, some, you know, some self-love, you know, because you got to also work on that, that heart chakra to be able to manifest your desires of your heart. So I used a bunch of little crystals uh, for that in a little cute pouch um, that I got. And um, it worked well. I kept it in my pocket and it worked fine because I mentioned this before, I believe. But um, it's just no fun when your fucking tits are being poked up, especially if you're uh, if you have like a raw clear quartz. Like I try to do that. I I try to wear like a rose quartz, a raw a raw ro- rose quartz in my bra, and it was fucking poking the fuck out of my tits. And I was like, I can't do this. This is so uncomfortable because I'm constantly like, it looks like I'm playing with my tits in public. So I was like, ah eh, no. So I was like, hmm, why not just start off with like some little mini crystals so that people could carry it with them for whatever intention they want. Um, I did a lot, a, a lot of, um, cause I know I see a lot of people constantly like, you know, I want to manifest money, abundance, wealth, and success and all this stuff. So I do have, that's the main, uh, bundle that I got. And I think some, uh, intuition ones, uh, I'll have to see, I'll let you guys know more about it. But now I have all the, I have a, a couple pendants as well that I'm going to be throwing up there. Um, and that's like it. Um, but they're, they're not a lot. Like I said, I start out small. Um, cause you got to remember I have to use my own money until everything gets going and to see how everything works. Um, I am of course going to eventually add larger crystals if you guys want that. But the only reason why I didn't this time, like I said, is because I'm focused more on bundles toward intentions and I'm sure, large crystals is not going to do it. (laughs) I mean, it'll be great for the house, but like I said, I want to start off, you know, like small for, for right now and see how it goes. And, um, we will go from there. And I do actually have some carnelian. Um, unfortunately, um, they were out of carnelian pendants, but they said that they're supposed to have some, uh, some restock coming in soon. So we will see. Um, I picked the I hand picked these crystals, you guys. Um, some of them have beautiful, um, you know, rainbow enclosed in it. I I just saw like it would catch my eye, and I was like, oh, this is the one. This will do great for someone. 
Um, of course, they're going to be cleaned, and I hope you guys set the right intentions for it. I have these cute little baggies they come in. They're moon and stars. So if you want to use the baggies to, um, you know, carry with you, they're perfectly cute and small enough for you to do that. And I have, like I mentioned, a couple of pendants. I'm going to get more. Um, I believe I have pyrite, I know is one of them. Uh, black onyx is another, I believe. And uh, I want to say there's another one, but I have to uh, double check. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited, you guys. Um, the store is already set up. I just, like I said, I have to post the um, pictures. I have to take pictures and everything. Um, and so this is my, this is the week that I'm going to be working hard to do that so I can launch hopefully within the next two or three days. And um, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into this season two episode, happy Leo season again, you guys, like Leo season is, it's wonderful, I am a Leo rising, so it speaks to me, <laughs> so it's funny that um, I'll be reading kind of the opposite for what mine is, because I'm a Libra sun, of course, and uh, I just want to kind of introduce you guys to how the ascendant works and everything else, and then I'm going to start with the book and I will I will tell you what book it is so that if you want to purchase the book and you can follow right along with me or read ahead or do what you like or whatever so anyways um the Senate you guys also known as the rising sign it is the nine o'clock point of the chart which represents the constellation of the eastern horizon at the time of birth so with that said, the only way you can find your rising sign and know your true rising sign is if you know the exact time of birth and where you were born. If you don't have the exact time of birth, you're fucked. <laughs> you will not know your real rising because you know the sun's rising the whole time. So I think like, God, what, where did I hear this from? Someone said that like your rising sign changes like every two minutes or something like that like two to three minutes or something like that, because the sun is constantly rising. So if you, if you think you were born at two, let's say your birth chart that you haven't found yet says two o'clock, but you believe you were born at two o five, you're not going to have the, it's not going to be accurate because for at two o'clock, it could have been an Aries rising. And then at two o five, it could have been like, it could be like a Gemini, you know what I mean? Like a Gemini rising or Taurus or, you know, cancer rising even. You you just don't know. So you have to have your exact time of birth and your exact place that you live to get an accurate reading for the ascendant. Um, moon signs are somewhat different. Like moon signs, you don't necessarily have to have the, uh, the exact time unless there was two moons in that day. Like for me, when I first discovered about moon signs, um, I had asked my mom, I was like, mom, I was like, where is, um, do you, do you know what time I was born and everything? And she said six o'clock. Well, at first I tried to do my moon sign on a cal moon sign calculator. And it specifically said, unless you have the time of birth, we cannot give you the moon sign because there were two moons in that day. So basically the moon was in one, one sign. And then around 12 noon, I believe it moved into another sign, which was obviously I'm a Pisces moon. So it was Pisces and Aries. So my mom, I called my mom and she was like, oh, you were born at 6 p.m. 
And I was like, okay, 6 p.m. I put it in. It was like, you're an Aries moon. And I was like, really? You know, I just couldn't believe it because I never related to feeling like an Aries. Like, I can understand, like, I do have fire in my chart. And uh, if you fire ends up, I'm equal in all elements, but fire ends up being a tad bit bigger, just a little bit by a little bit. Um, and I was like, well, I mean, I guess I can understand because I do love challenges and stuff like that, which is also a Leo thing. Um, and I was just like, that just does not, I don't relate to that. Like, oh, I just didn't. And so I was like, are you sure mom? And she was like, I don't know. Then she's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, do you have my birth chart? And she's like, yeah, it's in that little, uh, this little suitcase thing that she keeps it in. So I had to dig through all her old papers and everything, and I finally found it, and I found out that I was born at 2.15 a.m. in the morning, which made me a Pisces moon, and I was like, that makes sense, because I always, it was weird, like, me and my friend, um, she's a Pisces son, and we would read each other sometimes, like, if we would find things about, like, a Pisces, like, I find things about Pisces, I would send it to her, read it to her, or if she finds things about Libra and stuff, she sends it to me. And one time I was like reading hers, I was like, gosh, I was like, this is before I knew about, you know, rising and moon. I was like, gosh, it sounds a lot like me, you know, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting, you know, didn't know anything because I was like, I'm a Libra. Um, and yeah, it turns out that's how we vibe. And that that explains why I have so many, like, I have a lot of like Pisces, like girlfriends and then but a lot of Pisces uh, a lot of Scorpio friends as well like a shit ton of Scorpios guys I mentioned that for some reason majority of my friends are Scorpios <laughs> it's crazy but we just get along so well it's just they really speak to my Pisces moon they just know how to go on that deep level that I I need but anyways yeah so if you don't know your rising sign please ask your mom or I don't know reorder um your um your birth certificate if your parents have lost it because I know that had happened to my husband and um I know his mom thought he was born at like three something and then he ended up being a Gemini rising and then he had to reorder his thing because it had gotten uh, destroyed somehow and we found out that he's actually a Taurus rising so and also your rising sign you know it everything follows behind that so it's like that is basically the beginning of how your chart is made. Like your rising is your first house. It represents the first house always, you know, and then it goes from there. So um, it says also, um, I wrote notes, it's not a planet, but basically it's the pinpoint of the natal chart in which everything in the, in the chart comes after. So like I was just saying, so, you know, your your ascendant sign starts at, um, you know, the nine o'clock point of the clock, and then your houses are formed counterclockwise. So I'm sorry, my cat is jumping on shit. So you guys know how she is. Anyways, um, so the your rising sign is your first house always. And then it goes to house two, house three, house four, counterclockwise, and so forth. Um, the rising sign is the trinity of the big three, the sun being the pers- our, our personality, the moon revealing our emotions, and the ascendant being how we present ourselves to the world. So as you guys know, when a person meets you, they're mo- like if, if they had to guess your sun sign, they're probably not going to be accurate because 
the face that we show, the mask that we wear basically is our rising sign. So for example, like when I'm at work and when people meet me and stuff like that, they think I'm this like confident type A personality, you know, like I'm, I'm a go-getter, I'm confident, I'm this and that, which I am, but deep down inside, I know not all that is to be true. I actually struggle with some of that stuff. And that's because um, I'm a Leo. People probably assume that I have like that big lion personality, you know, like that, that attention thing. So a lot of people would always be like, oh, you just want attention. And it's just like, I guess you can kind of say like, I, I do, but I don't. I don't like attention on me, to be honest and frank, which is weird because I am a Leo rising. I do not like to be the center of attention. It just makes me feel weird. But also I, I realized yesterday, I think that is actually something I have to do some shadow work on. You comfy now, Kit Kit? Hmm? Are you comfy, Kiggy? <laughs> She's just looking at me like, bitch, what? Anyway, anyways. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's a shadow thing because I don't know, growing up, I was always like, I would do crazy things, you guys. Like, I would do little dances in public, you know, when a good song comes on. Like, if I knew the dance of like how the video was, like one time it was like Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again. I was doing it and I was doing it just because it's just fun and everything. And sometimes some people, if they're insecure with themselves, they'll be like, oh, you're just doing that to show off. Yeah, you're just doing that for attention. And it's like, really, I'm not. I'm only doing it because I'm around my group of friends, you know? And we would have fun and we would do things like that. And But you always just have that one person. And so it kind of made me, you know, like dim myself down a little bit. And I guess, you know, it was just kind of crazy that I actually it was just actually kind of a breakthrough for me to admit this. But um, since since all that, I've just dimmed it down. So I don't I don't like attention because I don't like when everyone's focused on me because I don't like to be judged there you have it (laughs) so I definitely need to write about that and journal about that for sure in my shadow book I'm almost coming to a close of my 30-day shadow work um but I think I'm going to continue it um because it's to me shadow work is lifelong but I I really don't I just I don't like to be the center of attention even though I have Leo you know blood in me it's just not my thing, but people think I do. People think I want to be the center of attention. And that's because, you know, I come off as like kind of boisterous. I can be kind of a little loud, not obnoxiously, obnoxiously loud, but a little loud. And that's, people love that. And I don't know, that's what they see. And I'm sure that's what you guys will express out of your rising signs as well, which we will be getting into. Okay, where was I? Yeah, I said it is the mask we wear is what people will see um, and how we present ourselves to the world. Um, The strength of the ascendant will overrule a weakly aspected or poorly dignified sun. So I wanted to mention this because this is important because this has a lot to do, especially. So if you don't know what a dignity of a planet is, it's basically, you know, the rulership, exaltation detriment and fall of a planet a rulership uh, a planet that's in its rulership so say for example like a cancer moon 
Cancer is the ruling sign of the moon. So that's a domicile planet. I mean, that's a domicile type energy for the planet. That means the planet is very happy. It's comfortable because it's where it's supposed to be. Um, if it's exalted, it means that it's really happy to be there and that it's really going to express the the strength of that planet. Um, but if it's a detriment, um, the energy of the planet is weakened. And if it's in fall, the planet is, um, I mean, it's not weakened. The detriment's not weakened. It's the least, it has, the strength is just it's 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 not as big as the other two it's it's a, it's a little bit less of the strength of the planet but fall which i you know taking this course found out that fall is actually worse than detriment which kind of sucks <laughs> anyways <laughs> because i have a few planets in fall so that's i was like fuck and and all of them i believe are in my personal planet part so great right anyways um if it's in fall, it's a very weak uh, part of the planet. And actually, the planet, it, everything the planet stands for is weakened as well. So it's the worst out of all of them. I thought, like I said, detriment was worse, but no, it's not. And to let you guys know, uh, the, the, um, you know, the sun represents, you know, our personality, our vitality. Um, so in medical astrology, too. It represents the life force. And if it's illy, you know, like aspected or in, you know, like a bad dignity, you're going to be a sick bitch. Also, depending on if it falls like in the house of health, you're going to be a sick, you're going to be a sick bitch. Like I said, um, as you guys know, the planets that are or the signs that are in fall in the sun are um, Libra. Yes, Libras. That's why we're always fucked up. Just letting you know, that's why we're always fucking fucked up and can't decide and can't, can't, you know, always feel fucking confused on shit. Don't know what we want and all that bullshit. That's why you guys, that made so much sense to me after I read that. I was like, oh, that's why. And that's why we probably don't really feel like, I don't get me wrong. I feel some of the energy of Libra, but I really don't. I I've told you guys a lot of the time during this podcast, I don't really feel like I relate too well with being a Libra. I just don't. I feel more so like my moon sign, to be honest. And I do feel some of the um, Leo aspect in it as well, especially the whole challenging and, you know, like I like to have challenges. I have a, I have a big heart. I'm dramatic. I'm a drama queen um, as far as what I express everything but I do like I said I know I feel some Libra tendencies but I feel a lot of um it's just the indecisiveness not knowing what I want right off the bat <sighs> it can really be like a like a thorn in the side but uh and Aquarius you guys are in detriment so notice why you guys kind of suffer a little just saying just saying that's why anyways um We'll get into dignities later on and probably like way later on because I want you guys to learn this, but this is some powerful shit. It will really help you understand certain things. Um, you know, um, I don't know if anybody, you know, had to hear this, but um, Scorpio, if you have a moon in Scorpio, um, good luck. I believe it's in fall there. So, um, yeah, that's why you struggle with 
a lot of shit um after reading it I was like "Mm, Scorpio is already such a deep and emotional sign imagine putting it in the sign of emotions and intuition and being involved in that yes I'm sure you guys are suffering and I'm so sorry and if you want to talk to me about it I am here Message me on at the Charming Libra on IG or email me at the Charming Libra 07 at gmail.com. I am here for you. <laughs> That's not an easy placement at all. Anyways, we're on rising signs. We're going to get to the moon signs. We'll be, ne- we'll be next after rising. So with that said, if you have a rising sign at zero degrees, it will dominate the majority of your first house. Just want to let you know that. So um, I don't know whatever you guys use, Astro Dennis, or um, or is it Dinsed, whatever. That's the most accurate to me for natal charts. That's what I will be using once I get my certificate for my astrology uh, course. And I will be offering natal chart ratings. And of course, it's not going to break the bank just because I'm a beginner, and once I want to get used to reading everyone's stuff, then eventually, yes, my prices will go up once I really get great at it, because I'm also going to take another course, because I want to learn to do synastry for relationships with the natal chart. Um, I just, I, I love reading that. That's what, like, when I was little, I would always read, like, what sign am I compatible with, and all that stuff, and you know, now that I know that it's way deeper than sometimes, because sometimes don't mean shit, because all you guys know, I used to date an Aries, and that's supposed to be my perfect sign, and it ain't, it didn't work, it was terrible, anyways, but yeah, so check your charts, check what degree you're at, I know I'm not a zero degree, so I don't have to worry about that shit, um, I'm actually toward the end, I think if I was born a little bit later, I would have been a Virgo, um, rising so I'm toward the end of the Leo rising um, aspect of it so that's just the introduction to the rising sign and then I'm going to read from this book um let's see the personality power so the actualizing the ego for fun and profit so um, this book is from um, the Secrets of Your Rising Sign by William Lamb with Webb Harris Jr. Um, it's the only book that I found, and I bought this book a long time ago. I, I want to say, oh, it says, it says the date. So I bought it in 2019, basically, and that wasn't too long ago. But yeah. So um, let's go ahead and jump into this so we can understand you know exactly what's going on even more deeper so it says when someone asks what's your sign and you respond I'm a Leo (laughs) fitting for you know like this Leo season anyways um I'm a Leo you're defining your identity by the part of the sky the sun was in in the month and day of your year you were born for instance a woman whose birthday falls on August 1st was born during the dirty the 30 days between the end of July and the bulk of August, when from an earthly perspective, the sun passes through the constellation Leo. So Leo is her sun sign. And when asked to answer indistinctively, I'm a Leo, but there's much more to this lordly Leo ladies makeup than simply position of the sun on the August day, August day of her birth. 
At the moment of her first breath, the moon, the Earth's galactically connected planets, and the stars were all positioned somewhere in the in the heavens in relation to her geographical birthplace, and all of them from their particular positions exert important influences on her. It's important to understand that these positions would be very different if she'd been born even three or four hours earlier or later in the 24-hour cycle. So knowing the precise time of birth is critical in determining all of the astrological influence upon her nature. So, so this is why I said it's important for you to know this. So as I mentioned, the only one you can really find out without a birth time, as long as there's no two signs in that day, is your moon sign. But sometimes you still, you know, it's just best to have you know, it all because the, the house is still going to be off. So like, if you do do that, the house will be um off. So if you look and it's like, oh, you're in, I don't know, uh, a Leo moon in the third house, that's not going to be accurate because you don't have your birth time. Anyway, let's continue. <clears throat> Excuse me. Over the years, a de-emphasis of the simple yet crucial, uh-oh. Hold on, I got hiccups. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that situated because I didn't want to be doing that in you guys' ears. So let's go ahead and continue. Over the years, a de-emphasis of the simple yet crucial fact has resulted in striking a loss of awareness and has missled many people. And this frustrates me. As a professional astrologer and a front row observer of astrology's amazing truths, I cringe when I hear astrologers attempt to describe or to counsel a person after ascertaining nothing more than the person's birthday, because unfortunately, both the description and the counsel are at best incomplete. Exactly. So that's why um, horoscopes, not really, I mean, they're fun to read and don't get me wrong, like I'm not really consistent with my horoscopes, but I like to use pattern. Because pattern is way more accurate because it includes, like, all of your placements and shit. Um, because the sun sign, like I said, it's just so, it's so little. It's the tiniest part of astrology. It really is. And that's what majority of people focus on. Uh, the time of day we're born is easily the most important piece of information on anyone's complete and accurate birth chart. Of course, your sun, your sun sign is very significant. It provides insight into how your ego works. To many to many people, the term ego carries a negative connotation and is often mistakenly equated with self-centeredness. I'll be employing a much a much different usage. I use ego to represent the exertion of our will into the world around us. Simply put, we can think in terms of inner desires. Imagine man dri- uh, dri- driven by a craving for money, devoting almost all of his time and energy to pursuing financial gain. He loves to sit in his customized counting counting room at the end of the day, fingering his stacks of currency. His self-worth is is directly connected to the acquisition of dollars and cents. He knows what he wants, and at some point in his life, he mapped out his strategy for getting it. We're talking we're talking now about the elements of his will. But here's an important question. How does this man behave in his pursuit of financial gain? What exactly does he protect? to the people or project to the people around him in the attempt to accomplish his purpose. Do they see him as a greedy old Scrooge? Does he, um, sorry. <laughs> it's just things like getting in the way. Anyway. Um, do they see him 
as a greedy old Scrooge, a driven entrepreneur, or a financial genius. Perhaps they see a budding philanthropist. How does he package his efforts? What does he look look like? How does he sound? Is he an open book to his peers, or is he a conundrum? Does he possess successful people skills, or is he overly forceful? These questions relate less to his ego expression and more to his personality and physical type which are immediately obvious things about him. And these specific obvious qualities are determined almost solely by the time of day he's born, not by the time of year. So yes, if you didn't know, um, your rising sign also goes, it, it's like how you look, like you show the your physical characteristics of the rising sign you have. So like for Leos, I know one of our main things is to have like, kind of like cat-like, um, cat-like eyes and, um, beautiful thick, you know, hair, our manes, our hair is like the crown of glory for being a Leo rising. I have lots of hair, I have a thick hair, it's curly, it's, it's very big, you know what I mean? And, um, that is part of being a Leo rising, so, like Pisces, Pisces, you can tell a Pisces rising by their eyes. They have these very magical, big, glossy eyes that look like they're about to cry and they're like they're sleepy. So a perfect example for that is Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is the epitome of a Pisces rising. Her eyes are so big and beautiful and blue, but they look so sleepy, yet they look like sometimes like she's gonna, like she's about to cry, like watery looking. So yeah, um, another one I think is Scorpio. I think Scorpio risings have like these very usually like, um, like kind of dark, like in their eyes, very, um, sexy eyes. You know, the Scorpio glare is very prominent in a Scorpio rising. So yeah, let's go ahead and continue. They're, they're determined by his rising sign, the sign precisely on the eastern horizon from the perspective of, of his birthplace at the moment of his birth as the earth turns in, in its 24-hour cycle. This is true for each of us. Our rising sign determines our most obvious qualities, and ultimately, we should ask ourselves these crucial things. How well do these qualities complement our ego expression, and how effective are we at using them to get what we want? For almost 30 years, I've practiced astrology as my sole source of income and amazed radio and television audiences with my special insights into their personalities and circumstances. And I've done this primarily on the basis of the time of the day they're born. When people call into my radio shows, I often ask them not to reveal the month, day, and year of their birth. I ask simply, what's your time of birth? This allows me to demonstrate how much specific information can be gleaned from birth time alone. I talk to them on the level of their day-to-day behavior, get advice based on their natural tendencies, help them emphasize the positive traits and minimize the less productive ones. This allows them to get what they want in life and more ease and with more ease and frequency. They're always astounded by the insights and surprised to find that even without a knowledge of their sun sign, these characteristics are so apparently to, to me so apparent to me, it makes for great radio. In these instances, I'm dealing with what they project to others most immediately and obviously. I deal with personality and physical type and what they project into the world in their attempt to satisfy or actualize their will. 
Now let's turn to that Leo woman. It's very likely that from time to time she flips through astrology books, turning to the Leo pages to read a little about herself. After all, it's human nature to be curious curious about ourselves. What's this book have to say about me, she wonders. And generally she'll read something like this. Leo is regal. Leo is proud. Leo demands respect. Leos are often artistic. Leo design, uh, desire recogni- recognition. Maybe some of this rings true to her, but maybe some of it doesn't. As a matter of fact, unless she was born at dawn, her rising sign, the personality factor, wouldn't be Leo at all. If she was born instead shortly after dawn, her rising sign would be Virgo, the sign of modesty. We would say she's a Leo with Virgo rising, and this would give her a much more modest demeanor, not a lordly regal personality at all. Let's all let's call her Cynthia, and let's imagine one possible scenario that might depict her life as Leo with with Virgo rising. Cynthia is an oil painter who preserves to make a big impression, a big impression, reflecting that artistic. Leo ego expression. She spends much of her free time painting beautiful and dazzling landscapes, verdant green meadows with majestic mountains in the background, azure skies above and here and there, puffy white clouds casting shadows on the fields below. She gives great attention to detail because her Virgo personality is both productive and unusually aware of details. But Cynthia is so detail-oriented that her wonderful landscapes are never quite finished. She's after perfection, and in her own estimation, she has yet to paint the perfect landscape. The green is never quite green enough. The azure is never quite azure enough. I hope you guys are picking up on that because you obviously know what it is, but you can see where it's sh- where it's showing um, her Virgoness, her Virgoan, you know, rising. And the cloud shadows are never exactly proportional. Consequently, her perfectionism, perfection, perfectionism never allows her landscapes to make it to a spot on her living room wall. She'd like to display her works and be appreciated by others as an artist, getting the attention most Leos crave. She wants to be recognized as a painter. But do you see what's happening? Cynthia's Virgo perfectionism is getting in the way of her lordly Leo ego expression. But let's create another scenario. Suppose that instead of shortly after dawn, Cynthia was born at noontime. Her sun sign remains Leo because her August 1st, Birthday hasn't changed, but the time of day she was born now gives her a different rising sign. Cynthia becomes Leo with Scorpio rising. She's handy, sexy, full of gusto, immensely discriminating and determined. And both Leo and Scorpio being fixed and determined are very prone to dismiss what they don't agree with and to reject and they don't prefer. She might still be a painter of landscapes, but now she's not likely to be such a perfectionist. She's already convinced her work is is superb. Her problem isn't that her paintings are never finished. In addition to the four landscapes hanging on the walls of her den, she has 14 more propped against the wall in the spare bedroom. But Cynthia has a different problem now. With Scorpio's usual aversion to feeling vulnerable and reluctance to risk rejection, she's willing to show her work only to those those people she's reasonably certain will applaud her efforts. So only a select few are ever invited into the into the inner sanctum mysterious Scorpio use, uses to protect herself from possible rejection. Most people don't appreciate good art anyway, she insists, avoiding rejection, but leaving her self-confidence intact. Yet by carefully hand-selecting as her audience only those people whose opinions are sure to flatter her Leo ego, she's denying herself the greater acceptance she desires. The end result is the same as it was before. If only Cynthia could be longer on courage and accept her feelings of vulnerability for the very human feelings they are, 
not fetters and chains of, in, of inhibited confinement. Just a natural part of who she is, with a strong dose of self-awareness, she's better equipped to overcome her inhibitions and to opt for the bigger piece of cake, universal recognition. Now let's talk about Joe. He's a likable Libra with lordly Leo rising. Oh, this is awesome. This is exactly me. Let's see what it says. His Libra sign... Oh, his Libra sun sign creates a desire to want to share his time and space, to get along with people, to be liked by them, to have fun with his friends. But whenever he calls his buddies, they're always busy. At least they say they are. Sometimes, however, after a particular buddy tells Joe he can't go to the football game because he's got to help his daughter with her chemistry homework, Joe, on his lonely drive to the stadium, sees the same buddy rushing into the neighborhood sports bra. Why does, did I just say bra? Sports bar. I'm sorry. <laughs> why does this keep happening after all joe is extremely fond of his friends always trying to be considerate with his generous leo personality and his likable libra willingness to share he often offers to pay their way if they're a little short on cash what joe doesn't realize is that others don't see the obliging libra ego as quickly as they see his full his all full of myself lordly leo personality he has allowed his fierce Leo pride to overshadow some of the best characteristics of his likable Libra ego. Unwittingly, unwittingly, he appears much more self-absorbed than he means to. Joe thinks he's being friendly by inviting others to the ball game, yet it never occurs to him that he really asks them what they would like to do. Oh. Maybe Joe's uh, friend would rather watch the game on the sports bar television than go to the stadium. Maybe Joe's friend has many other pals who hang out at that sports bar. Maybe Joe's friend doesn't like the line or the food at the stadium, but with Joe, it's always Joe's way. He never thinks to ask his buddy, would, would you rather just watch it on the sports bar big screen? If he would just be a little more aware of how people are reacting to him, a little more sensitive to others' preferences, a little more Libra, Joe would find himself spending less time alone. Hmm. So this is interesting because... I that's one thing I actually don't suffer from being this exact placement because I always make sure to ask to make sure my friends want to do that or what they're comfortable with first before I even consider myself and I'm wondering does that have to even do sometimes with maybe of being a water moon do you think I don't know um but I'm I'm very observant of others um I would never want to just assume that everyone wants to do everything I do because I wouldn't want someone to assume that about me. So I always think about others. And I guess this more of my Libra, I guess, comes out. Or I don't know, maybe because I'm a woman. Who knows? In each of these instances, we find people undermining their will with their personality. They seem they see themselves in a certain way, but they're not very aware of how others view them. They know what they want in life, but they're not projecting themselves in a way that helps them get it. In this book, I hope to show you how to integrate your ego with your personality in such a way that your ego is healthily satiated, complemented by your personality, allowing for more success and less disappointment in life. I'm hoping to show you how to get what you want naturally with your own unique set of characters. It's a matter of seeing yourself more completely and discovering better ways to react to your experiences. Look at it this way. Any characteristics can be a strength or a weakness, considering caution. An old proverb says, look before you leap. Don't rush into decisions without weighing the consequences. But another old proverb says, 
He who hesitates is lost. Don't spend so much time analyzing potential consequences that you end up missing opportunities. Well, should should we always wait at least three days before signing on the dotted line? Or should we just take a deep breath and sign the damn papers before someone else beats us to the punch? Better that we ask which, which response suits us and under what circumstances. Sometimes exercising great caution serves as well. At other times, we just miss the bus. Is our caution prudent or does it cause us to seesaw? Do others perceive us as level-headed or do they see us as dwellers? It really does make a difference. My clients tell me that the astrological insights have shared with them have increased their happiness and success in life. I hope to do the same for you. There really are no problems that can't be solved with an, with an increased awareness. I love it when I'm stopped on the street or in some other public place by people who want me to know I've helped them change their lives for the better. Among other things, astrological self-awareness gives us more discerning sense of timing and it allows us to improve our reactions to the consistent experiences our lives on earth represent to us. Or present to us. Just as grass is green, sky is blue, and blood is red, arrogance repels people and positive winning ways create an, an ideal situation where everyone benefits. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into the Leo aspect because it is Leo season, baby. So you guys are the Kickstarter and we are going to read every single rising for you guys. Um, so let's go ahead and read. It, it gives an aspect of the sun sign. So I guess I'll go ahead and read that even though we're in rising because it is to benefit the rising just in case someone's new and they haven't heard any Leo episodes and they want to know more about themselves. It's very short anyway. So the Leo sun sign, July 23rd to August 22nd. These are the people at the front of the crowd of volunteering instructions and insisting everyone pay attention. With their do it right the first time attitude, they're adept at displaying their wares and inspiring confidence. There's their naturals are at telling people what to do and they're terrible at doing what they're told. No one in the Zodiac dislikes obeying obeying a command like Lordly Leo. Their ego gets in the way big time. But competence and confidence are cornerstone qualities here. Fearless and lion-hearted, Leos are courageously willing to roll the dice without any nagging insecurities. They're ready to take the lead. They're the type to say, stand aside, I'll show you how to do this. And they don't suffer from much stage fright. They, dr they thrive on center stage because Leo is the consummate showman. No one knows how to leave a big impression like these people, but kind of impression. But what kind of impression will it be, and to what end? Well, this much is true. To be pleased with the results, Leos need to behave in ways that make them proud of themselves. Throughout their life, on the job and and at home, they respond well to positive recognition, expressions of gratitude, and generous genuine genuflections. So they need to know if their rising sign personality complements their regal ego. Does their personality elicit the sort of responses that fulfill them rather than frustrate them? If they're unwittingly inviting people to ignore them, to take them entirely for granted, or worst of all, to question the, their competence, they're on a collision course with misery. And it's because they've lost sight of others being too selfishly focused on themselves. Leos need to keep themselves in context and be aware of their audience if they're going to facilitate rather than obscure their most attractive traits their innate generosity their dim dim demonstrative affection their adoration of children and their magn magnan oh my gosh magnanimity 
towards the weak and needy. However, Leo's temptation is to get lost in the glory of the stage and become completely wrapped up in self. There's no doubt that when the show is over, there will be a lot of talk. Leos never go unnoticed, but the real objective for Leos is to present themselves in such a way that their competence and magnanimity uh, come to the force rather than retreat towards self-importance um, and egotism. The reviews are inevitable, so why not make them raves? So let's begin. This is Leo born around dawn. So this is a Leo sun with the Leo rising. It says, these people give new meaning to gangbusters. They stand out in a crowd and they love to be noticed. They usually don't need as much sleep as the rest of us because they're so robust. As children, they insist they aren't sleepy at nap time and they run circles around their playmates. In adolescence, they usually give their superiors a run for their money because they're fearless and unafraid to test their, their luck, always trying something new. Hopefully, they develop better sense later in life, even though they're gentle-hearted, they've an out-of-my-way demeanor. And double Leo, the stunning disposition, a stamina of Leo are impossible to ignore. They have a full-blown eight-cylinder constitution reminiscent of the Energizer Bunny. The Leo crown of the head is, is doubly pronounced. There's usually something about the forehead, the hair, or even the beard or mustache that stands out. They might even be bald, but a noticeable crown is likely. As in all dawn births, the sun sign traits are more obvious. Leos with Leo rising love to take the ball and run with it. And usually they do so by invitation. Their peers have learned that they know what they're doing. They're the competence and confidence to handle the most difficult challenges. Vocationally, they work well with children. Their trustworthy police officers may be involved in police youth programs. They they drive in almost any kind of work that puts them on stage, but in the course of dancing in the spotlight, these lowly Leos are need to be extremely wary of becoming overly intense and coming off as twofold themselves. They'll, they're, they're do it right the first time, deliberate in everything they do, but they might miss a point in a conversation while they're mentally rehearsing their next line. Sadly, they're not the best listeners, and it's not anxiety, it's studied competence but it's self-absorbed nonetheless and it causes them to lose sight of their audience which is a fatal error for any showman the more oblivious leos with leo rising are about how they're being received the greater the chance they'll be remembered for the big leon leonin mess they make rather than their magnet magnanim magnanimity generosity and importance taking a step back to see themselves in contacts context is a strategy they need to employ continuing in life so I see that that would be a hard placement to me because it's just like you know we already know Leo's are got they're like the bump, bump, bump person and if you have that as a rising side yeah you're definitely going to struggle with being really self-absorbed and really into yourself and not really focusing on the needs of others, uh, that's going to be a struggle for you. So do your best to work hard at that. Um, I feel that it could come in handy, though, as, as far as getting what you want, because you have the same fixed energy that is it's going to go after everything and it wants and it's going to obtain it because you won't allow yourself to fail. So, you know, like it says, it has its, its ups and its downs, you know, and, you know, if you if you allow yourself to, you know, because it's the person you present. Uh, to the world, you can end up running off and turning off a lot of people if you don't realize, you know, what you're doing. So a Leo born shortly after dawn, this will be a Leo sun with a Virgo rising. It says, 
These people aren't easy to identify as Leos. They don't obviously resemble much of what we've talked about as a typical. They're more self-conscious and stay in their own place better. They'll give you the best seat and not complain. Virgo is the antithesis of of confident Leo. These folks check and recheck themselves constantly. Leos born shortly after dawn are characteristically big-hearted and robust, but their personality is more modest and helpful than in other combinations. And like all after dawn birds, they need to be alone sometimes to regenerate themselves. They benefit greatly from intermediate moments of solitude as long as those moments don't last forever. There's a fierce independence here that might require these Leos to mitigate, to 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 migrate to relationships and vocations where they're not micromanaged. Although a really good manager will recognize their Leo no need for supervision, willing working pretty quickly. They thrive in work that helps others to make a good impression, perhaps some sort of consulting or image making. Leos with Virgo rising might be especially conscientious, but potentially overconfident physicians. The nitpicky, helpful, and productive Virgo personality is a great fit for the do-it-right-the-first-time do it element of the lordly Leo ego. Virgo the worry work ensures that all the, t- all the T's are crossed and I's dotted, allowing them to come off as all the more competent. And unlike some Leos, these folks don't need ticker tape and fanfare because Virgo's modesty, they're often more comfortable with a firm handshake and a quiet thank you. Off to the side, this isn't to say that they don't thrive on attention and gratitude. After all, they're still Leos. So when people comment, comment, comment favorably on their youthful appearance, their stylish apparel, or their keen intelligence and sharp wit, their attention-getting Leo ego loves it. They just prefer the applause to be a bit more subdued. On the other hand, these Leos don't usually take well to criticism. When their delivery is critiqued or their knowledge questioned, they're likely to take it as a belittling of their competence and might not respond very gracefully. They need to be open to correction when it's warranted. Ultimately, however, before they they muster their Virgo attention to detail and their Leo ego to fearlessly tackle a tackle a task they need to ask themselves if they're sincerely rewarded or if they're just being used and abused again are they being tapped for their confidence and competence or is it that they're simply available and always willing to be helpful time invested in work that isn't appreciated is always time poorly spent for any generous and lordly leo so i feel like a virgo ascendant is a grounding point for leo because you know leos are so like you know, they're fire, they're burning hot, they're, you know, out to go, they want to get out, they want to get everything, they want to be like, you know, center of attention, but that Virgo asset kind of like, I know it kind of grounds them a bit, it's not as loud, but it almost kind of seems like a insecure type of Leo, like a Leo that's like, um, thank you for, you know, this, but I don't think it was that good, you know, I mean, like always critiquing, so, I mean, it's, it's interesting. All right, the next is uh, Leo born mid-morning, and this is a Leo sun with the Libra rising. Talk about impressive. These are some people-pleasing winners. Polite Libra makes these Leos extra willing to share themselves and be considerate of others, and they're wonderful to their closest friends and loved ones. They'll do anything to keep people happy and entertained. Their mid-morning birth gives them a friendly magnetism, and their likable Libra personality delivers a lifetime of powerfully successful associations. And if they play their cards right, they'll leap a fruitful, a fruitful harvest of personal happiness and professional advantage. 
Rewards are a given when these well-connected Leos stick to the goals they've set for themselves and embrace the opportunities that friends and colleagues provide as well. They they instinctively know that it's neither necessary nor ultimately beneficial to unfairly use or manipulate people and their masters at keeping everyone pleased by making fair decisions. They really love to be all things to all people. If they invest in people wisely and remember that one hand washes the other, though they're naturally demonstrative affections and obligate, obliging demeanor will earn them the good the good will they crave. These folks really want to be liked, so they give generously or of themselves, and their recipients give right back. However, it behooves Leo born mid-morning to keep a handle on their Leo ego along the way. It tends to inflate itself, and when these Leos get so proud of their conquests and achievements, achievements that they see nothing else they're liable to leave themselves a long line of disgruntled individuals who initially loved their style but eventually came to feel as though they weren't treated well someone so adept at making friends is poorly served making enemies but their fearless and determined sun sign is well served by behavior that demonstrates genuine concern on the vocational front stand up comedy and other forms of showmanship might be very suitable in the political arena too is a natural setting, especially when these Leos can be close and personal <laughs> with constituents. They have wonderful knack of personal exchange. Okay. Next is Leo Sun. Uh, Leo born around noontime. Leo Sun with Scorpio rising. Lighten up. <laughs> Stop controlling everything. It shows no faith in life. These people take themselves and everything else too seriously. Honestly, if there's anyone in the Zodiac who needs to, to tone it down, it's Leo with Scorpio rising. These people are too intense and they push too hard. The combination of Leo and Scorpio results in a grab the handle and we're out of here. Gusto and absence of insecurity, a great deal of impatience and a do it now and think about it later mentality that rarely takes a break. They're like silent locomotives. They might be highly successful physical trainers and a peacock attitude or let me show you how to hold that bat, PE teachers. Any profession that leaves them in charge suits them just fine. A career in law enforcement might be ideal, though they're comfortable in a great many roles that allow them to take the lead and get the job done with them, with them and biker. They always rise to the occasion. If Leo's born at noontime encounter difficulties in life, it will be due to intolerance and patience in a controlling, overly demanding manner. They enormously see the world in black and white, and there's an element of the drastic here that beads, that breeds results more extreme than they've intended. When they take the weight room, they don't leave until they're totally pumped. When they look for a hobby, they tend forward the radical. I'm sorry, they tend toward the radical. They might end up in leather and chains with tattoos and piercings and seated on a roaring Harley Davidson. When they exact revenge, they leave their adversary severely wounded or even lifeless. True, there's no error in a, bu- in a buff body or a nice bike, but necessarily severity is never recommended. Mysterious Scorpio is naturally suspicious, so when people stare at their awesome image rather than taking it as a compliment, these two hostile... Leos are apt to react with paranoia, receiving the attention as though it's an unspoken affront. They create a cycle of look at me, but don't you dare look at me. That confuses people and frightens them away. And unfortunately, some of those fleeing individuals might have made great friends and useful colleagues. These Leos need to know that if someone is really up 
to something, they'll spot them a mile, a mile off. There's no chance Scorpio will miss a thing. So Leos with Scorpio rising need to have their full throttle sign without taking it all so seriously. Oof. That would be kind of like a, a kind of scary, um, um, a kind of scary one to me because, you know, like Leos are already like, you know, like they they don't hesitate to tell you like what's going on if you piss them off. Add a Scorpio in there, Oof. that'd be a dangerous combo, man. <laughs> okay, Leo born early afternoon. Leo with Sagittarius rising. Now, here's a person that's fun to be around. They prance around with a sweet smile and glowing warmth. They dance and sing and put on a really good show, the absolute life of the party. They're inspired, positive, and tolerant of error. The warm glow of the sunny Leo ego is well served by an optimistic, forgiving, happy-go-lucky Sagittarius personality. These Leos are great company when they put their best foot forward. And they almost always do. But watch out for the Sagittarius foot and mouth. Leos born early afternoon are inclined to say things without thinking, though they usually mean no harm. That's why all is, all is forgiven if they'll show just the tiniest smidgen of innocent good nature repentance. Leos with Sagittarius rising tend to feel better when they're outdoors. Being in nature bolsters their faith in life and leaves them feeling at one with God. These people are explorers and adventurers. They might feel right at home as forest rangers or nature tour guides, sea captains or cruise di directors, or in vocations that allow them to care for animals. With their ability to inspire others, they're highly effective in leadership roles and might be excellent coaches or politicians. But it's also here in the realm of inspiration that these people can create their own undoing. Leo born early afternoon feed on inspiration. It fuels their fire. So out of desperation, they sometimes look for ins inspiration in questionable activities or unprofitable pursuits, believing in things that promise more than they can deliver. Their winning ways will probably enable them to make a living with their minds and people skills rather than hard, hard labor, leaving them with lots of seemingly free time on their hands. And if they latch on to some folly and get overly excited about it, their determined Leo ego has a hard time letting go, even after it becomes obvious that they're completely wasting their time or worse, getting themselves into trouble with some con game. There's nothing wrong with treating oneself to a little diversion, but these Leos need to be very careful and they don't wind up making fools of themselves. So, yeah, this is like a, a hiking buddy right here. <laughs> like anything that involves like nature and travel and stuff. This seems like a very fun person to travel with. OK, so Leo born mid afternoon is Leo with Capricorn rising. And it says these people are the folks in charge and the keepers of the keys. They have. I can handle it and do what's expected, plus written all over their calm, cool, and collected faces, and vouched for in their re resumes. With Leo's pride and Capricorn's unyielding sense of responsibility, a good job well done is all but guaranteed. Leo's competence and confidence are just what the doctor ordered for an ambitious Capricorn personality. If these people show up punctu punctually, being respectful and orderly, they'll end up in charge of the entire block. They're absolutely masterful, but they might need to be more lighthearted. They're too sober about everything. They need to smile. If they're if they're Capricorn, the wise old goat will lighten up enough to let their sunny disposition shine through. They'll not only earn accolades for how well they've handled the project or account, they'll also inspire confidence in others 
ensuring a quick climb up the ladder of success. A Capricorn rising sign always signals a tendency to be overly serious or sour and much too businesslike when it's time to lighten up and relax. But a Leo eagle provided the ability to be jovial and affectionate. If a conscious effort is made, the proof is in these folks' intimate relationships. Leos born mid-afternoon are wonderfully loyal romantic partners. They love to do things for their beloved, whether it's washing the car, folding the laundry, or picking up a takeout dinner as a nice surprise. And when gratitude is, is expressed for these little favors, watch out. These gestures will become their thoughtful routine. If these Leos avoid being excessively demanding, their superb ma- management people, they're tremendous organizers, but no one steer- starts at the top. So Leos with Capricorn rising need to be careful not to step on too many toes during their ambitious climb to the coveted corner office. There's a proclivity towards competition and jealousy here. And these Leos need to be careful not to react with bitter resentment when colleagues are awarded for their achievements. Instead, they should be genuinely happy for them. Leos love to be alone on the stage, but there is always a need for good help in successful business. The establishment of a good rapport, the cultivation of congeniality, and the willingness to be a team player are essential are essential. Remember, doing a damn good job isn't always enough to earn the promotion, especially when diplomacy has been thrown out the window. Yeah, you don't want to be a bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just don't. Um, but I just, I don't know, is it just me? But do you guys feel like the the fire and the and the earth seem to kind of do well together it's weird like obviously you can see that the that the fire and fire does well and I don't think we've read anything about well yeah we read something about air um a little bit but it seems like the the earth kind of grounds this placement to me so it seems like the earth and risings with the leo fire is kind of works to, together even though they're not you know within the same um even though, you know, like earth and fire usually don't go together. So here's Leo born around sundown, Leo with Aquarius rising. Watch out for these argumentative stress bags. They tend to be negative. It's not all logical. It comes from their uptight, unrecognized emotional nature. If you pay close attention, you'll hear them say no to something and then explain yes without a clue as to what, what they're doing. So here, again, a better awareness can wonder work wonders. As children, they laugh when they're disciplined because they're too stressed not to laugh. It releases their tension. They are strong-minded, big-attitude characters who can be a joy with their sharp sense of humor, but a nightmare with their argumentative um, and, cont- and contentious reactions. Remember, Aquarius is a sign of attitude. A good attitude wins these folks the world with good humor and magnetism and an all-for-one and one-for-all approach. But underlying this loads of laughs exterior is a powerful will to, will to disagree that can manifest itself at any moment. Leos with Aquarius rising often think in terms of right and wrong when there's really only a difference of opinion, so they're likely to dismiss as absolutely wrong. Anything they disagree with or don't easily understand, an open mind is the key here. An open mind enables them to see that different ideas aren't necessarily wrong. With the blending of Leo's egotism and craving for attention, an uptight Aquarius's big attitude arguments are liable to follow these people around the corner and down the street on a really bad day. 
when they hear themselves saying, but I didn't say anything, they did, they, they need to realize that their attitude was showing like a neon sign. If they can harness the natural con- contentious contentiousness and maintain a level of self-awareness that allows them to keep their from being too unreasonable they can go the distance at highly successful trial lawyers controversial talk radio personalities or any other vocation in which debating skills are crucial or bickering becomes an art form but without self-awareness there's a potential here for terrible terribly closed-minded boulder on the shoulder the answer is always no sourpusses for whom every trip to the supermarket is a potential ulcer because they can't help scolding the child who pushes his mother's cart shopping cart a little too fast or arguing with the cashier over trivial words she meant only as chit chat no one is well served by alienating others especially leo's born at sundown they sometimes tell themselves that they can be happy all alone in the boss's office on the spare room when they can tinker with gadgets, but the silence soon becomes unbearable and they seek out an audience or an audience comes to them and they suddenly remember how fulfilling it is to hear others laugh at their jokes and compliment their achievements. The truth is that they love to be around people and the cultivation of people's skills with the, will allow their Aquarius, the electric light bulb personality to illuminate the entire house with generous good cheers. Oof, this sounds like a like a, a, some kind of like boss um <laughs> placement uh I mean Aquarius you guys you guys get a lot of shit I see but you guys also can be very stubborn uh, I mean it's always your way or the highway and you know no one else's opinion matters especially when you're in your own head of that you're always right and you know no one else is as smart as you and all this other bullshit so try to try to lay low there try to calm that shit down and open your mind and you know you're a humanitarian sign so by being open and then having that fire of the leo what like it said it will bring a lot of people to you and you enjoy being around people you just got to find a way to stop getting in your mind where you think that you can be better than others sometimes yeah no all right um so leo born early evening leo with pisces rising who would have thunk it I wonder if they mean to put thunk or thought, but it says thunk. I'm not mis I'm not mispronouncing. Anyways, low key Leos with a delicate disposition and all too willing to surrender the stage just to keep the peace and retain their serenity. The secretness of Pisces is unlikely blend for the showmanship of Leo, and it creates both positive and negative results. <clears throat> The key is allowing showy Leo's ego and Pisces yearning for serenity and isolation to complement or temper rather than overwhelm each other. For instance, in this combination, the scaredy cat Pisces personality can be heartened by Leo's confidence. When these people are tempted to turn tail and run, they do well to remember there's a lion's heart beating with, within them. They have the ability, if they'll exercise it, to be more reasonable in the face of seemingly daunting circumstances, but Pisces rising never wants conflict. These Leo's mid-evening birth instills some very humanitarian values. Quality is always useful to people who who pride themselves in their contribution. They're marvelous in people-helping vacations, but their Leo confidence and confidence will very likely be cloaked in a sometimes delicate, peaceful Pisces, don't-rock-the-boat demeanor. They don't require fanfare on the on one hand, and they don't seek out confrontation on the other, but they, they're still lordly Leos, and the displeasure that Pisces takes in disapproval 
ensures that they'll find a way to set the record straight if they're unassuming. Don't mention it. Contributions are belittled or taking taken for granted. Still, their difficulties are often rooted in their Pisces tendency to be too secretive and unwilling to reveal themselves. This attitude is very useful for developing better listening skills, but it's not so effective at building trust. To top it off, they often enjoy working late at night or spending time alone to reflect and regenerate. So they're drawn to ethereal calling and Florence Nightingale pursuits or vocations that demand so much of their time and heartfelt attention that their loved ones feel alienated and left out. This is rarely rewarding for Leos. They need to share themselves. If Leos born early evening find themselves wondering why friends and family aren't providing the attention, gratitude, and congratulations, all Leos crave, they need to ask themselves if it's because they're ma- they, they, they've made those friends and loved ones feel excluded with excessive silence. Spreading around a little more Leo sunshine might well be their first effective strategy. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Leo's born mid-evening. Leo with Aries rising. Now, these are some childlike, good attitude folks who might on, who, who might put on a hell of a show with an up and atom, no time waste, ask me, I'll tell you, all around good disposition. Aries childlike impatience and Leo's sunny ego are a sure sale. The charming, refreshingly honest Aries personality tempers the Leo's ego's, ego's tendency towards self-involvement without compromising its competence and confidence. Leos leave a big impression, but Leos with Aries rising are more equipped to leave a delightful impression than most other sun sign slash rising sign combinations. They adore children, inspire confidence in others, and are so expedient in handling their responsibilities that they're not insulted by supervision. The job is always com- compli- completed properly and long before deadline. The boss grows to love them for their efficiency Action Aries keeps Leo's born mid-evening a step or two ahead of the game. Their forte is vocations that require activity, whether chasing children around a playground or zipping all around town for UPS. They're valued employees because their forthrightness impels them to, get, to let management know exactly what their department needs, even when it's not what management prefers to hear. Excuse me. Aries never forgets that honesty is the best policy, and once these folks have skilled the company ladder themselves, they become gifted supervisors, they're natural leaders, they might be adept at working with their hands and drawn to hobbies like motorcycle riding that give them the opportunity to both tinker in the garage and zip down the highway. They might also find a reward, awarding career in the military. If they have a fault, it's probably rooted in their Aries impatience. Leos with Aries rising can be a real bother, so much that they're that they're rarely willing to wait for friends and colleagues who just can't keep up. Their friends arrive on time, but knock on the door only to find that these Leos have already left 10 minutes earlier than planned. They just couldn't wait any longer. This can leave people frustrated and insulted, and if these Leos come off as self-serving and inconsiderate, rather than merely, I just couldn't wait, impatient, the office, the, the offense they create will make problems for them down the road. At their worst, they run over people, sometimes the very people whose company they might most enjoy. The the remedy is self-awareness with healthy doses of Leo magnanimity. I hate that word. It's hard for me to pronounce. And Aries charm. Letting up on the gas pedal every now and then will allow others to let, let ahead of them occasionally. And wouldn't that be generous and charming? 
So that seems like obviously the, the top placement for a Leo to have as a um, rising sign. So let's go ahead and jump into Leo born around midnight, with, with, which is Leo with Taurus rising. Here comes some intense people who need to lighten up and not deal with life as though everything is black or white. They're too much my way or the highway and have too little willingness to compromise. And both Leo and Taurus are fixed signs, so they they fill their disappointments too deeply. Leo's pride and Taurus determination make for a particularly dependable, focused person. But these folks are entirely too serious about everything. They're dignified, but sometimes aloof, and they're resistant to change, wanting to hold on to the status quo. They need to move along to avoid becoming unapproachable sad sacks. Leos with Taurus rising are confident and competent enough to do just about anything they set their mind to, but they're at their best and most satisfied in practical pursuits, unless they find a way to exploit their potentially beautiful, articulate, baritone voice. They're proficient in vocations that revolve around banking or real estate, but will probably be most happy when they're self-employed. They might flourish when they're running a small business and calling their own shots, but their their challenge is to avoid being too demanding of their employees, chasing them away with a bullish intolerance. Their most positive traits from their Leo magnanimity and generosity to their tourist bottom line particularly can be compromised if they go overboard with the pouty face, stick in the mud, grumpy stump side of their tourist personality. And with Leo's tendency toward self-involvement, this sort of thing can easily happen if they don't stay flexible, open-minded, attentive, and accommodating to their moods. Although open-mindedness and flexibility are sometimes near impossible for them to maintain. Leos born around midnight aren't easily impressed with anything. They demand excellence both as professionals and as consumers. They insist on a quality effort from employees and colleagues as well as from themselves. They can actually be quite hard on themselves even when they're doing a better job than everyone else. But if these Leos can temper their intense seriousness and use their generosity as a basis for growing their people skills, they'll become the most valued members of the team. On the other hand, if their demanding ways become little more than blatant intolerance, they'll find themselves considered too difficult to work with. Taurus, the banker, likes to keep things simple. But while keeping it simple is practical and useful, it's not all that celebrative. So these Leos need to remember to go with the flow to enjoy the party and have a good time. If they'll lighten up and move along, they just might end up enjoying themselves. Hey, Leo born in the wee hours. This makes a Leo with Gemini rising. Here are some icing on the cake, congenial people with warm, sunny dispositions. They're unassuming and accommodating, but well aware of that needs to be done and ready to tell intelligent instruction. These people pour on the Gemini Gemini, uh, Gemini chatty face charm to get the attention they prefer to satiate their sunny Leo ego. They're masterful as putting others at ease by allowing an interest in them. These Leos have naturally inquisitive spry flit around demeanor that's very entertaining a pure joy to behold they move gracefully from person to person at parties and conventions and their voice itself might be distinctive whether through a leisurely southern drawl or a willy-nilly thinly tone prattle in fact they might make their own things with a microphone whether at a radio station or a dispatch office their naturals at ventriloquism comic monologues and colleague auditorium lectures Though other sorts of career choices can be just as rewarding, including physical training, writing, and package and mail delivery. 
These Leos might even drive a school bus and love every minute of it. Going here and there and being with children are two of their favorite things to do. The level of success they achieve will be defined by the level of their awareness of self and circumstance. If they see themselves objectively, they'll live a happy life and make a substantial contribution. Jitterbug Gemini is sometimes superficial, and if this becomes the norm with a fixed self-aggrandizing Leo sun sign, frustration is likely because people won't respond in the ways they prefer. Friends and colleagues will become invasive, making excuses to avoid them. Gemini doesn't mind taking flight from a hopeless situation and finding some other place to be, but Leos don't do well with the knowledge that someone has found them less than delightful. If they aren't careful, they can find themselves repeatedly insulted by reactions that, if the truth be known, they've created themselves. But on the other hand, with intellectual depths, these Leos can be both competent and confident and a whole lot of fun as well. These are the sort of people who are so light and limber at a gathering that people are flabbergasted to, to discover they hold an incredibly responsible position in a multi-million dollar corporation. Leos with Gemini rising just need to avoid being labeled shallow or a scatterbrained. Their Leo mastery coupled with their Gemini glibness gives them the best of both worlds and for the last one it's leo born pre-dawn leo with cancer rising these are the sensitive competent workaholics of the zodiac cancer feels dutiful while leo takes pride in a conscientious effort so these people never need anyone to motivate them they already feel like it's their responsibility to make the grass green to say the last they're not too objective they feel the weight of the world when it comes to their duties and obligations whether it's a business or personal they often have two spouses their partner and their career but marrying their career can lead them to a very limited perspective of life if they aren't careful Leos with cancer rising are determined and diligent and well-equipped to run their own business. As a matter of fact, self-employment is probably the best vocational fit for them because Leos usually lack flexibility. When it comes to being told what to do and their stubborn streak will sometimes get into them trouble with the boss if they can be farmers or real estate brokers or if they make substantial profits as landlords, they'll apt to feel like they've died and gone to heaven. Leos born pre-dawn are affectionate, generous with their concern, and always willing to offer a shoulder to cry on. They're happily whip up a hot meal for a down-out friend, but as understanding as they are, they need to grow an objective eye through which they can view themselves in perspective. Leos can be so self-involved and prone to upset obsess on things that they become oblivious to their surroundings and cautious cancer is very susceptible to emotional confusion it's not uncommon for these leos to find themselves in personal relationships that seem to hold no promise for improvement emotionally dependent fearing being alone resistant to change and nostalgic for the past they stay in hopeless circumstances where they're more a servant than a partner they just need to fill their lives with responsible activity and pay their partner no minds and they need to avoid indiscriminately unloading their emotional disappointment on sympathetic ears wherever they can find them there is no way for lordly leos to fulfill to fulfill themselves I'm back. Sorry, guys. I hope I read where I left off. I've been like to three different places. Uh, I visited my mom and everything else. And then that's why if when you hear that slight pause, um, it's because somebody was coming in. And I still don't really know how to um, edit these quite yet. So I'm going to go ahead and finish it off. Um, and we still also have... 
the horoscopes, which I think I'm going to save um, for another time because this episode is going to be way long, uh, longer than usual. And I hope you guys listen to it (laughs) because like it really is, it's quite long and love you guys. But okay, let me go ahead and finish this up. Um, It says, uh, okay, where was I at? I'm just going to, I'm going to, okay, so I'm going to say, it's not uncommon for these Leos to find themselves impersonal. Kiki, come on now. Anyways. um, All right. Oh my God, my cat's attacking me. Okay, anyways. All right, so it's not uncommon for these Leos to find themselves in personal relationships that seem to hold no promise for improvement. Emotionally dependent, fearing being alone, resistant to change, and nostalgic for the past, they stay in hopeless circumstances where they're a, they're a more they're more a servant than a partner. They just need to fill their lives with responsible activity and pay their partner no mind. And they need to avoid discriminately unloading their emotional disappointment on sympathetic ears wherever you can find them. There's no way for lordly Leos to, to fulfill themselves. Before they know it, they'll come to resemble that cowardly lion with too little heart cramped in a steel cage in a roadside carnival. Leos with cancer rising need to apply more objectivity to their view of, the, of life They can be objective for others in a nurturing way, but seeing themselves in perspective isn't so easy. Once they understand what they really want in life, all they have to do with their Leo competence and confidence is simply get to it. So that is the end of the Leo and their different risings. And you know what? I lied, guys. Since it's already a long episode, I might as well go ahead and jump into the Leo horoscopes because I realized that. I started this in Aquarius season, and it's only fair that we continue to keep going even though we're in the rising signs. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat. <clears> throat> okay, there we go. So I'm going to go ahead and read the Leo section because this won't end obviously until 2022 when the new Aquarius, you know, like in Aquarius, which I began it in. Um, and if I even get the 2022 book, because I just thought this would be like a fun addition to this podcast, um, just because, you know, okay, so Leos are beautiful Leonin creatures, I love you guys, okay, <clears throat> all right, so Leo horoscopes. So we're going to look at the 2021 highlights, and the first one is it's love, money, wellness, and friends and family. Then I'll also let you know the power dates and your crystals and so forth. Anyways, for love, relationships are your raisin Um, That's, I don't, you know, I don't speak another language. So sorry if I butchered that. In 2021, as expansive, Jupiter tours the most twosome-focused parts of your chart. Aquarius and your committed seventh house, and Pisces, the ruler of your intimately bonded eighth house. Indeed, pairing up again, uh, pairing up can bring the greatest adventures this year. But there's a price of admission to enjoy those rides. Weighty, somber Saturn drops anchor in Aquarius, your seventh house. 
all year, bringing its maturing influence to the mix. The dopamine-fueled highs of the new relationship energy that cascades through romantic, creative, and business partnerships can keep you excited about possibilities thanks not only to Jupiter, but also to pair of exhilarating eclipses on May 26th and December 4th. May has already passed. <laughs> Simultaneously, Saturn demands adulting. How do, how do your values mesh emotionally, spiritually, and financially? Are you and your other half stable enough to weather the long-range challenges that come with collaborating? All this and more will be on the table, but if you can negotiate your way through the highs and lows, you might be on solid footing as a dynamic duo before the year is through. Money. Roll call. Is Team Leo operating at the highest level of integrity and professionalism? Who you work with in 2021 is, an important, is as important as what you're doing for pay. People can make or, or break your passion for a project, shaping your own success pro- profile for better or for worse. Be vigilant. Uh, oh, be vig- vigilant about who is in your crew and where your name is associated. A high-paying gig might not be worth the price of it if a sketchy character or a company tarnishes your sterling reputation. Is it time to shake things up? By the book, Saturn in your partnership corner locks into three dynamic squares with changemaker Uranus and Taurus, and in your 10th house of success on February 17th, June 14th, and December 24th. Near these dates, you'll see who can step it up and who needs to step to the left. Leadership opportunities abound, which may throw power dynamics into a temporary tailspin. Hey, Leo, you can't hold yourself back just to spare someone's fragile ego. Play fair, of course, but keep moving forward. Groom yourself for a royal role, which could be yours for the taking after the success-boosting Taurus lunar eclipse on November 19th. Wellness. Last year, healthy living was a huge priority for lions as Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto mixed and mingled in Capricorn and your Celebrio 6th house. Hang on tight to all the new rituals and routines you created in 2020. In 2021, both Jupiter and Saturn have moved on to Aquarius and your partnership-powered 7th house. During this relationship-focused year, you'll have to take an extra measure to ensure the self-care... Doesn't slip off your priority list. Noble Leos love to give, and there will be no shortage of people lining up to take advantage of your wisdom and generosity. By the time Radiant Venus begins her extended tour through Capricorn and your wellness zone, November 5th, 2021, on March 6, 2022, your energy tanks to be depleted. The final quarter of 2021 brings a major boost to your vitality, but don't wait until then to enact self-care measures. For best results, turn fitness into social activity that you can enjoy with dates, mates, and BFFs. The June 10th solar eclipse could lead you to a healing circle like a meditation group, running club, or online coaching crew that brings a built-in support network for your body-loving goals. Friends and family. With so much attention on -on one-on-one interactions, your social circle could shrink considerably in 2021. Which is not the worst thing, Leo, the quality of your interactions will thrive even if the quantity of your Instagram followers take a dip. Stay la vie. While Jupiter plunges into Pisces from May 13th to July 28th, you'll be more introspective than ever. So yeah, if you guys didn't know, I had already thought that um, Aquarius had dipped into Pisces, I mean, Pisces, um, Jupiter in Pisces had dipped into Aquarius, but it does um, after, on the 29th, I believe. So, you know, because it is in retrograde. Anyways, assemble a small crew of intimates with whom you can share secrets, work through emotional blocks, and provide supportive advice for one another. Family gatherings may be replaced with individual visits, a true relief since you won't have to navigate 
everyone else's complex dynamics. Be extra mindful about your holiday season guest list. With Sociable Venus retrograde for six weeks beginning December 19th, opt out of stressful scenarios, even if that means booking hotels for annoying relatives or ringing in 2022 on a remote beach. So Leo, your power dates, of course, is the Leo new moon on August 8th, Leo full moon on January 28th, and of course, your season, Sun and Leo, July 22nd to August 22nd. It says, make it a double committed partnership on the theme of this year's sky, so prepare to team up with people who comp who compliment you to a T. All right, so let's see your other goody goodies. Um, let's see. Um. <clears throat> okay. So here's, it says, Leo season begins. The drama queen and regal ruler of the horoscope clan. Leo energy helps us shine, express ourselves boldly, and wear our hearts on our sleeves. And then we already did the full moon in Aquarius, so I'm showing you need to read that. And then it says, Leo's crystals. Um, well, first I'm going to read the affirmations for Leo. Is I illuminate the darkness. I honor the power of gratitude. I am in tune with my highest self. I magnetize success and prosperity. I embrace and support my inner child. I assist others to gain their heart's desire. And your Leo crystals, you guys, are tiger's eye, which says removes creative blocks and confusion, contemporary disorders and aid in digestion. Citrine boosts new beginnings, is an antidote to depression, encourages free expression. So these are very great crystals to work with. I know I work with them and nothing but goodness comes out of it. Here's the Leo season journaling. So here's, it's a total of five. And the first one is, I feel energized when I... The second, I would like to feel more pride and less shame about. Third, I sometimes let pride or ego stand in the way of. Fourth, I have the easiest time taking the lead when. And fifth, I feel most able to be generous when I have. So those are your Leo journaling prompts. So that is it, you guys. I'm so sorry. This is a very long episode. I hope you guys really enjoy it. Uh, please, I guess it's no longer subscribe on Apple, but it is now follow, but subscribe on any other thing, please. And please comment. I really would like to know, you know, the things you guys like or things you want to hear and, you know, all that good stuff. Even constructive, constructive criticism. So I hope you guys are doing well and you're having a wonderful day. I will talk to you guys soon. The next episode will be, of course, the Leo Wellness. Um, of course, with another different book. Um, it's, I believe, like astrology self-care or self-care for the astrological signs or something like that. I'll be more in detail, of course. On that day, um, I will be doing the Leo Season Energy Read as well as the Leo Season Affirmation for the whole, um, and yeah, you guys, it's going to be a little bit different, and like I said, I, all the books that I bought for here came in, and the erotic one, 
I'm kind of glad I'm going to have to be using two books for that one, guys, because the other one is it's really good, but I, it's like short readings. And it's basically, I have one that's going to be for, it's more addressed towards women. And then the other one is just for everyone. So that's why I wanted to add it in because I have some male listeners here and I want you guys to feel included as well as you know, people who are, you know, um, not only just straight, but also gay, bisexual, and whatnot. You guys are all welcome here. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will talk to you later. Um, See you later. Love you guys. Big kisses. (laughs) Talk to you later. Bye.